Creativity, inspiration, and strategy can come from a myriad number of places. And that's exactly what's happening in today's interview of the podcast. I'm talking to Anthony Moses, who is the owner of a tile contracting company in Baton Rouge. Now we talk all things creativity as well as bringing a lot of tips and techniques and strategies for focusing on the local area of where you're situated. Now, a lot of the times we tend to focus more on online business because we think we can work with everybody a lot easier, but focusing on your local area and making a name for you in your local area is incredibly important. Now you're going to love this interview with Anthony. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Well-Paid Creative Podcast, where we discover how to run a profitable and satisfying creative business. I'm your host, Gabrielle Chipier, and I'm going to share with you what I've learned in my 17 years as a creative pro, building my own business from barely scraping by to thriving. From attracting quality clients to charging what you're worth and creating amazing work you love without the risk of burnout and overwhelm. But I don't know it all, so in this podcast, we're going to learn a lot together as I interview experts and reflect on my own experiences, both the good and the bad. Before we dive into this show, if you want access to free resources, trainings, and a community of creative pros just like you, hop on over to wellpaidcreative.com where you can find all this and more. All right, let's dive in. Hello and welcome to ooh, this week's episode of the Well-Paid Creative Podcast. It's so cold up here. I've got a frog in my throat. Um, I am super excited to bring you my guest today. His name is Anthony Moses, and he is the owner of Simply Intricate Designs, which is a custom flooring company just outside of Baton Rouge. And I am super excited to dive into his industry because I know we talk a lot about like online marketing and creative uh, professional kind of industries and custom tile and floor work kind of seems like it's outside of that, but I think we're going to learn a lot of really cool stuff from him. So thank you so much for joining me today, Anthony. Thank you for having me. It's uh, a pleasure to be on the show. I I always like being on uh, other podcasts. Wonderful. All right. So tell me a little bit more about yourself. How did you get to be where you are today? Um, My story is so long, but uh I'll start with who I am. I've always always been taught to tell who you are. Uh, Anthony Moses, I am a husband. I am a father of two daughters. I am a professional firefighter for going on 10 years. Um, I'm the owner of Simply Intricate Designs, the number one foreign contractor in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And I'm also the host of the Floor Masters podcast. Wonderful. So how do you go from being a, uh, did you start doing your custom flooring before you became a firefighter or was that kind of in tandem? How did that happen? So um, the 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 flooring tile trade came after being a firefighter. Um, as a firefighter, it, it was it was hard for me one, we don't make that much money as firefighters here in Baton Rouge. Um, so the average firefighter has a part-time gig, a second job. So I was looking after I graduated from my rookie school, um, I was looking for part-time work. 
uh, to, to increase the income. And I was having trouble finding a job that would work with my schedule. Everybody wanted me to be, you know, on certain days in the fire department, pretty much conflicted with everything. So uh, one of my uh, fellow firefighters was working for a contractor and he was like, they're hiring. So I was like, cool, I'll, I'll get started. Um, I've always been good with my hands. I was a, a journeyman pipe fitter before I went to the fire department. So transitioning to uh, installing floors wasn't something too much outside of the norm. I'm all, I was always taking measurements, making cuts. So I was used to it. Um, and that's how I got started. I did that for, I want to say, six years, I think. Um, I could be off of my numbers. But from there, I started the company. It was, I always wanted to own my own company. So I saw the opportunity to start, which could have been premature. But here we are now, still a firefighter and still the number one flooring contractor in Baton Rouge. <laughs> awesome. So I love that transition just based on you wanting to work with your hands and just kind of falling into it. I talk a lot about kind of the accidental entrepreneur journey. And a lot of us just kind of love what we do, get into doing something and then find ourselves being business owners at some point. Yeah. So what would you say, I mean, you've grown into the number one flooring company in Baton Rouge here. What would you say has been, what did you guys do differently? to stand out from all the other flooring companies in your area? Um, I mean, look, being number one is definitely my opinion. Somebody could say that I'm number seven or something, but <laughs> I'm going to always classify myself as number one. But uh, my my mission for the company is to, uh, for every one of our projects to inspire our customers to dream big. So we want every project to to have this wow factor to where the customer starts looking at life in a different way to say my the transform transformation of my bathroom was so amazing that my mind is open to all new possibilities in life. So I try to bring that into every one of my projects. Um, I feel like I <clears throat> I bring create creativity to to the contract the world for my local area because there's a lot of people that they just want they want to install it and they want to get paid mm -hmm. but i get bored easily so the the creative in me is just like i don't want to do that like i would rather do creative jobs things that are different uh different designs that people are not normally doing and that's what i feel like separates me wonderful so what has been your favorite job so far well i wish i could pull up a picture but um i had uh, a recent tubs around uh which is tub and shower combo um that i took two uh hexagon tiles they were seven inch hexagon tiles one of them was a green color one of them was a wheat color so i meshed the two to where there was a fade effect from one side of the wall to the other with the two two different colors. Um, and that one was pretty, pretty satisfying. It was, it was a task at first, but I found myself during the process being way less frustrated on, on the job 
than any other job because I guess I I was I had I had creative control. Like mm-hmm. that was the agreement between me and the homeowner was like, if you let me design it, I'll do it at a really, really low cost. So just being able to be creative, um, it was like soothing. Like, I, hey, I'm having fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, enjoying the work as it goes, hey? Yeah. And you know, that's so important, especially when we're working on projects that might not be quite as satisfying as others. So right. do you have any, I don't know, tips and ideas, anything that kind of helps you get through the ones that aren't quite as creatively satisfying? My my helper is amazing. He's always, because I'm, I'm really critical of myself. I can easily get frustrated if my cut's off. I'm a perfectionist about stuff. So uh, my helper is always like, man, just step back and look at what we got done today. And it's like, you know what, you're right. Or uh, he he helps me in the area of, of saying, you know, like that that next tile is not that important. Like how much more would you get done if you force yourself to stay another hour or two to only get two more square feet done? Mm-hmm. It's like conserve some of that energy, start fresh tomorrow, and you get so much more done. So um, my helper, he he's good in that area. Oh, and I love that because we can push through and push through and push through. And yeah, like you said, you might get another two square feet done, or you might design one more thing, or you might answer three more emails. But really, the cost of that is making you less fresh the next day and making you more frustrated in the long, in the long run. So knowing when to just say, okay, it's quitting time. I'm going to go do something else. I'm going to go eat dinner. I'm going to have the night with my family. I'm going to come into this the next day. And just having that almost the wherewithal to know that in yourself. And that's a really great lesson there. Yeah. It's, it, it, it gets to a point to where going further becomes unproductive. Mm-hmm. Like you're working, but you're really not being productive. Like, like you said, um, that time away from the family, like this is not progress in the grand scheme of life. Like, All right, we're going to get right back to this interview soon because it is so good. But I just wanted to ask you a question. Do you feel like there's something blocking you from reaching the next level of income and revenue in your business? If so, I have the perfect thing for you. I call it the Profit Finder, and it's a fantastic quiz that's designed to find the unique key that's going to fit into the lock of your business and discover exactly what's stopping you from reaching that next level of profit. Now, not only are you going to be able to get the quiz and your results, but you're also going to be able to get the next steps, the things, the actions, the strategies that you can use moving forward to get past this income plateau. Now, you're absolutely going to enjoy this quiz and you should definitely check it out today. It's called The Profit Finder again, and you can find it at wellpaidcreative.com forward slash quiz. So head on over there today answer the questions, get your results, and unlock the profit potential in your business. That's wellpaidcreative.com forward slash quiz. All right, so let's get back to the interview. Have you ever run into any issues or struggles with the balance of marketing and promoting your own company while also doing the work in the company? You know what? It's funny that you say that because uh, I just started reading um, 
the story brand by Donna Miller mm, yesterday. That's a good book. So I think my struggles were my own fault. <laughs> um, I've always been good. I mean, I have I have amazing marketing ideas, marketing um schemes and tactics that get me a lot of like national recognition. But as far as local, um, there's that fine line between marketing and advertising and selling what you're doing. Uh, so again, just just opening up the, the story brand was like, okay, this is eye opening. I could have been doing a lot wrong and I thought I was doing something really good. So um, I think that balance is, is just knowing knowing when and how to convey that clear message. Hmm. Okay. So are there any other resources or, you know, strategies or tactics that you've used in your business locally that have helped? Cause I know a lot of us kind of get caught up in the, the global marketing mm -hmm. and we start doing social media and we get astounded by like how far we can reach. I mean, Anthony and I were just talking about how we've been connected to people all around the world through our podcast. And it's hard to strike the balance between trying to reach everybody and then realizing that your business is a local business, right? right. So what have you done to, to help you out in that regards? Um, I think my, my, my mindset with that is, or my strategy is just, just having, having boots on the ground. Um, I'm always, I, I pick up the phone, I reach out to people and say, Hey, look, uh, this is my business. This is your business. Let's hop on the call to see if we can collaborate. Um, I feel like I'm really strategic about using collaborate. Uh, people can shy away from when you say, um, I want to work for you or I want to work, work, uh, want you to work for me. Um, collaboration could be as simple as, uh, connecting on thoughts. So just I'm I'm always talking, trying to connect with anybody at, at, in the opportune time. Uh, I've joined local uh, associations, just getting to know people. Like those those relationships are important. Whether it's picking up a a phone and calling a local business and say, "Hey, look, I just want to let you know who I am. Um, if I can be of any help, be, feel free to give me a call." and just being comfortable with doing it like a lot. Mm, yeah. Well, I remember, I believe it's episode 12 where I talk about someone had asked me if you had just start all over again with no clients, what would you do in your business to get clients? And I said, you know what, as much as it pains me to say this, I would do the exact thing that I avoided for years. I would pick up the phone and I would directly reach out to people. I mean, we want to get on social media. We want to do all of these content marketing things and all of that stuff to attract people to us. But really when you really need clients and when you really need that work, reaching out and direct outreach is absolutely the most effective way of getting that. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big, uh, Gary V fan and Gary V is always talking about like just giving value, which is so important, uh, early on. Just like you saying, just being able to pick up the phone and not necessarily sell yourself, just just let people know, hey, I'm available to give you some insight on this specific area if you need it. Mm -hmm. And the more Absolutely. you do that, then they'll say, hey, this person knows what they're talking about. If I need to spend some money with anybody, I'll spend it with them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
yeah, you got to put your hand up and just say, this is what I do. Even if it doesn't turn into a client right now, it might down the road. That's one of the things, uh, as far as the question of what I would have done different, I think that's one of the things that uh, I see now I would have put in place before starting the business. Like I would have started making those connections before the official launch day instead of just hopping into it and it's like, oh, now I got to go find clients. Like, you kind of need clients today. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So what have been... Do you have any other lessons that you've learned in your in your business that kind of come to mind now you'd like to share? Um capital is really <laughs> capital capital having capital is a really good thing to do. Um I'm I'm building my company from the ground up. Uh I I do not like loans. Me and my my CPA go back and forth about this, like, hey, you might need to borrow some money to like, but I don't like it. Um so just having funds available on the front end to to weather those uh dreaded three to five years where the average business fails is good can you make it you can uh for me i i have a supplement income so i kind of have uh, a little cushion even if i'm not making money which it's not always good for business but um in addition to capital just having a clear vision for your company if you know where your company is going you can just pick away at the tasks that need to be done if it's too broad if it's too uh too too vague you could be doing a lot of work and not end up five years down the line like i don't really know what i'm doing mm -hmm. yeah i love that so what do you do in your business like do you do specific goal setting or did you kind of lay out that whole like three, five, 10 year plan right from the start? Uh, I didn't do, I didn't do it right from the start. Um, I'm always reading books. Books opened up my mind to so many different things. Um, mm. I did put together a, a plan after reading the, the e-myth on why most businesses fail. I was like, okay, I need to do this yesterday. Because <laughs> I definitely, <laughs> definitely don't have a plan in place. But I also just recently um, went through a a local uh, program called the Scale Up Program, which was an 11-week program that walks you through just how to scale up your company. And at the end of it has a drawn-out plan with steps to say this is how you achieve it. So I think that's important for, for any business to, to have those measurable goals to say, hey, by a certain time frame, I need this to be done because it's going to take my business to this level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And having those measurable goals is a big thing because having those nebulous, I want to be a millionaire or just not worry about money, those kind of goals, you know, they're not really achievable because you don't know the yeah. task to get there. Right. What I can say was when I was reading the e-myth, or uh, when I just started putting the plan in place, it was so frustrating at first because I was like, I don't know the answers to this. Mm. Like, where you want to be in five years? I don't know. Alive? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it was really frustrating for me because I'm, I'm the perfectionist type. It was like I need to know every single piece of the puzzle, mm. and for my personality type, it was just like, oh my god, how am I gonna answer this question? Because it has to be right in my mind. <laughs> mm. So. 
Well, if there's anything I've learned over the years is that it doesn't have to be right. It just has to be right now. And then you right. can always fill in some details later, right? Because it always changes. Always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, well, oh, gosh, why did all for every time my plans changed? <laughs> yeah. I love that. Well, Anthony, thank you so much for joining me. I'm going to link down below some of the books that Anthony talked about. So you guys can go check that out. And I'm also going to link to Anthony's website and his social media account. So you can go follow him and find out all of the fantastic tile work that he's doing. And if you're in the Baton Rouge area and need some custom flooring and tile work, then you should definitely link Anthony up. Thank you so much for joining me today, Anthony. It was a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Um, if if possible, uh, and your listeners would like to check out the podcast that I have, uh, the Floor Masters podcast. I started a podcast because in the beginning of being in construction, um, I was getting a lot of rejections on my prices. Mm. And for a consumer, I understood that they couldn't understand why my prices were my prices. So I was frustrated with people telling me no, because I'm like, it's a fair price. So I was like, how can I get out this information so people can understand why a bathroom remodel or a kitchen remodel costs what it costs? So I started a podcast to just inform people and also to position myself as the local expert. Um, But it's kind of transitioning to me just inspiring people to, again, dream big. Like I want other contractors, other businesses, homeowners to uh, always be looking for the, the next step. Like what's, what's, what's the next, the next, next task or next uh, venture in life and not be complacent with where they are to say, I guess I've made it. Like we can always do more. That's the perfectionist in me mm-hmm. saying it can always be better, which ain't always a good thing. But um, I'll try to inspire people to just keep dreaming. Right? Oh, I love that. So I've got one last question. And I ask everybody on the podcast this question. If Do you have a creative hobby or activity that you do in your spare time? I know entrepreneurs spare time, but that's just for yourself, just that you enjoy doing just for yourself. Just for me. Um Comedy. Comedy, comedy is, really? Comedy is for me. Because I've been working on the business like intentionally. Um I haven't been on stage since 2016, but I incorporate the company into my marketing. Mm-hmm. So all of my my videos have a funny vibe to them because that's just who I am. Mm-hmm. Um it doesn't come across like when people see me, you really have to know me in my comfortable space to be like, mm-hmm. oh, he's a funny guy. People generally laugh at me when I'm being really serious. I don't know why, but <laughs> when I'm really serious, they're like, oh, ha, ha, that's amazing. I'm like, I'm not even being funny right now, but comedy is my thing. Um, I have, yeah. I've had to force myself to not watch stand-up comedy specials because the dreamer in me, I, I would be totally off course. So mm-hmm. I can't even watch stand-up nowadays. Uh, but I can watch anything else dealing with comedy. Laughter is is my, that's my thing. Oh, I love that. That's so interesting. That's definitely, you get the award for the most unique hobby so far. <laughs> yeah, I'm all over the place, but. 
that. Oh, okay. Well, this was so fantastic, Anthony. Thank you so much for joining me. And uh, yeah, everybody go check out Anthony online and check out the Floor Masters podcast. And we'll link down below to you where you can find it. I appreciate it. I can, I, I wish you uh, the the most success possible with the show, with all of your uh, endeavors and continue to keep doing what you're doing. Awesome. Thanks so much. You too, Anthony. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Well-Paid Creative. All the discussions we have around these episodes mean a lot to me, and I love how much I learn from the creatives who listen in. Before we head out, if you want access to free resources, trainings, and a community of creative pros just like you, visit wellpaidcreative.com where you can find all this and more. Join me for the next episode as we continue discussing how you can grow and love a profitable creative business. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to leave a review or share it with someone you think would benefit. Thanks so much. See you soon.